Your top stories on Blitz this hour. Italy beat England on penalties to win Euro 2020. Novak Djokovic bags third straight Wimbledon title. The Proteus ODI opener against Ireland called off due to rain. South Africa resumed their preparations for the British and Irish Lions series. And Sepkus claims stage 15 of the Tour de France. The hour of reckoning had come for England and Italy as they marched into an electrifying Wembley Stadium on Sunday for the Euro 2020 final. The atmosphere was filled with a nervy combination of angst and excitement with expectations high for all in attendance and more especially for the home fans. Just one match stood between them and a priceless moment in history or absolute heartache that would extend 55 years of trophyless misery. The three lines made a flying start as Luke Shaw chose the biggest continental stage to register his first goal for England with the quickest score ever in a Euro final. Looking for a fantastic start here, Shaw! With Roberto Mancini's men behind for only the second time in 25 internationals, they stuck to their guns, looking to react to the goal. But breaking through the well-drilled England defence was proving problematic, which forced Italy to take their chances from range in the first half. But both Insigne and Chiesa's efforts were off target. Italy continued to enjoy more time on the ball and created a couple of half chances late in the first half, but none that worried the host too much as England went into the tunnel at half-time with the upper hand. The English shot-stopper was much busier in the second period with the host looking to absorb Italy's pressure. Jordan Pickford kept both Insigne and Keza out in the space of five minutes. But England were getting pinned in their own third and all the pressure eventually paid off for the Italians. Fizzed in low, a flick on. And it's forfeit in the end from very close range by Leo Bonucci and Italy are level. There have been signs and England couldn't cope with the set piece and the veteran defender has made it Italy 1, England 1 at Wembley. The arm wrestle continued, but in keeping with the tradition of both semi-finals at Euro 2020 requiring extra time, the final also ended in a draw after 90 minutes, meaning there would be at least another 30 played. It was a tight affair in extra time and even though Italy was on top in the closing stages, they couldn't produce a dramatic winner and with nothing separating the sides, the new Euro champions would be decided via penalty shootout. Both Domenico Berardi and Harry Kane were on target with their strikes but Andrea Bellotti had his kept out to give England the advantage in the shootout. The three lines though lost their edge as substitute Marcus Rashford in what was pretty much his only involvement in the game hit the upright from this spot. It was then checkmate as Jadon Sancho was also denied but Jordan Pickford kept his side in the shootout as he produced a good save to keep Italy's Jorginho out. Bukayo Saka then stepped up to the spot needing to hit the target to keep England in it but it was not their day as Italy won Euro 2020. And now Italy win. They're European champions for only the second time 53 years after the first. A long wait is over for the Azzurri, but not for England. It's deja vu for Gareth Southgate. Mancini's men have come to Wembley and 
in the long haul tamed the three lions. It's going Rome, Alan. It's going Rome. I mean, what a contest. The Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium hosted the latest round of matches in Group B of the Kasafa Cup. Namibia playing their second match after beating Senegal took on Zimbabwe, who after back-to-back -back draws were also looking to maintain their unbeaten start to the competition. Blessing, Sarupinda saw his effort deflect wide, while at the other end, Washington Arubi was up to the task to keep scores level at the break. The brave warriors of Namibia came out firing in the second half, and they were rewarded with two goals. The first went down as an Amini own goal after Zimbabwe failed to clear the danger, while Almo Kambindu secured the points for Namibia with their second goal of the tournament. Mozambique and Malawi locked horns in the second of Sunday's matches in Group B. Both nations targeted their first wins in the Kasafa Cup. Following a KG opening half, Mozambique hit the front from the penalty spot as Victor Jr. made no mistake from 12 yards. The Mumbas, on the back of their first goal in this year's competition, tightened their grip on the match with a second from Francesco Sambini. The two goals proved worthy of all three points for Mozambique. Mozambique earned their first victory of the Kasafra Cup, while Namibia made it two wins from as many matches. Namibia summit the Group B standings ahead of Mozambique, Senegal and Zimbabwe are currently third and fourth respectively. Kasafra Cup action continues to intensify on Supersport with a host of midweek matches in store, including Senegal up against Zimbabwe, South Africa taking on Lesotho and Zambia confronting Botswana. World number one Novak Djokovic stepped out onto centre court in London with the hopes of securing Grand Slam number 20, a record equaling tally. The Serbian had the tough task of toppling Italian Matteo Berrettini playing in his very first Wimbledon final. Pressure was on the shoulders of both players, Djokovic on a mission to become the first player since Rod Laver in 1969 to complete the slam while Berrettini looked to end Italy's 45-year-long wait to see one of their own win a Grand Slam trophy. Berrettini threatened to break in the opening game but Djokovic was composed in holding serve and managed to steal serve in the fourth game for a 3-1 lead. Set point came in the eighth game with Berrettini under the cosh. It brought the best out of the seventh seed, holding serve and then earning a break point of his own that led to a tiebreaker. 5-3 up the Italian was, going on to snatch up the first set after over an hour, 7-6. Djokovic looked a determined figure on centre court, racing to a commanding four-love lead after earning two break points. Berrettini, though, made life difficult for the 34-year-old, who in the ninth game had set point on three occasions only to squander that chance, but made up for it in the next game, match level at a set apiece. Momentum was clearly with Djokovic during the third set, able to hold and still serve when it mattered most, showing his class that won him 19 career Grand Slam titles. Berrettini had to learn the hard way as to just how difficult it is to beat Djokovic in a Grand Slam final. The Serbian, calm and composed in playing his way towards a sixth Wimbledon crown. 48 unforced errors by Berrettini in the match, played in the hand of Novak Djokovic, who secured a memorable victory. A sixth Wimbledon title for the Serbian superstar.
history made. He has caught Federer and Nadal. It was more than a battle. Um, I, I would first like to extend a congratulation to, to Matteo, his family, his team for a fantastic tournament. Tough match today. Obviously, I know that uh, it's not the uh, best feeling losing in the finals, but uh, I'm sure that there is a great career ahead of you. And uh, as, as he said, it's just the beginning. I, I truly believe in that. He's, he's got an incredible game, uh, very powerful, uh, true hammer, Italian hammer. <laughs> I felt that on my skin <laughs> in, in Paris and, 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 and also today. So um, what to say? Uh, I love you too. Thank you so much. Uh. The old British pair of Joe Salisbury and Harriet Dodd came up against the seventh-seeded Neil Skupski and Desiree Kravchik in the Wimbledon Mixed Doubles final on Sunday. Kravchik, who won at Roland Garros earlier this year, was hoping to make a two-from-two in the final event of the fourth night. Ironically, her partner for the title-winning run in Paris was now her opponent in Salisbury. Kravchik and Skupski got off to a flying start as Skupski broke Salisbury's serve for a 3-2 lead. The pair then claimed a break of Dart for good measure before Kravchik served out the first set to love. Kravchik and Skabski were sublime on serve the entire match, winning 80% of their points on serve while they never faced a break point. Despite that, the second set was much tighter. Dart had to dig deep to hold serve for a 2-1 lead, saving four break points in the process. But Kravchik and Skabski weren't really tested on serve, but there was nothing to separate the two pairs in the second set with none able to break which saw the set go to a crucial tie-break. Kravchik and Skupski powered through the tie-breaker and closed out the match with a Skupski return winner to claim the final title at this year's Wimbledon. Oh, it's good. Haridar watches, but it lands in a smile from Neil Skupski and an embrace with Desiree Kravchik, who has won another mixed doubles Grand Slam title, French Open champion, Wimbledon champion, and there a hug for her partner, the French Open, Joe Salisbury. And I think it means most of all to Kravchik, going from Roland Garros to Wimbledon and winning them both. I can't believe it. I mean, it's, it's an amazing feeling to uh, win a, a title at Wimbledon. Uh, you grow up um, watching it on the TV, you get home from school, put it on as quick as possible. Um, you just dream of playing here one day, but to, to win a title with Desiree, it's an incredible feeling. I um, just want to say congratulations to Joe and Harrier for a, an amazing week. South Africa's Khotatso Munchane had a second bite at the cherry to create history at Wimbledon, squaring off against world number one Dieter de Groot in the women's wheelchair final. De Groot, searching for a third straight Grand Slam trophy for the year, looked the part of a champion, converting three out of six breakpoint opportunities, while Munchane struggled to do just that. One break out of a possible five in the first set saw the South African on the back foot with de Groot taking the set 6-2. More of the same ensued as De Groot's brilliance shone brightly on court, showing just why she could be on the verge of completing the slam for the second time in her career. The 24-year-old wrapping up the final in just under an hour. A straight sets victory, capturing a third Wimbledon crown. Heartbreak for Monciane just a day after losing the doubles final, but still an incredible achievement for the South African playing a final on the grass courts of London for the first time. It really... It really feels amazing. I think uh, wheelchair tennis for the first time on court one, which is, I think, we made it very special today. 
Um, yes, yes. Um, and then also coming back after two years, because obviously, unfortunately, Wimbledon was the was the only Grand Slam that was cancelled last year. Um, so then, playing here this year again, it's just it's just great. Under cloudy skies and after a 45-minute delay due to morning showers in Malahide, Proteus captain Temba Bavuma chose to make use of the overhead conditions and decided to unleash his attack on Ireland in the first of three one-day internationals. The host brought back former skipper William Porterfield, who opened the batting with Paul Sterling. The pair made a steady start with the willow. Andile Pechlu Kwayo made the breakthrough for South Africa, the wicket of Sterling for 13. Ireland captain Andy Balburney joined Porterfield in the middle and the duo took the score past three figures. Porterfield, showing his value to the side, brought up his 18th 50 of his career. The opener, who made 63 runs from 87 deliveries, was undone by Tabarez Shamsi with the ball hitting the glove. Balburney went on to record his 12th 50 in the one-day format before Rain intervened with Ireland on 145 for two after 35 overs. Following the resumption, with the match shortened to a 43-over game, Kachiso Robada removed Balberni for 65. Harry Tektor made a quick-fire 25. His knock included two fours and a maximum. He was sent packing by Robada, with Carl Verain doing the business behind the stumps at the end of the 39th over. There was a late charge before more rain led to the end of Ireland's innings. The home side finished with 195 for four, in 40.2 overs. Unfortunately, the elements had the final say in Dublin and the match was eventually called off. Don't miss the second one-day international between Ireland and the Proteas. Coverage will come to you on Supersports Cricket Channel.